Danny, Danny, Danny. Are you sick? What's happening? Are you under the weather? You know what? What's going on? I am. What What matters is that I'm putting I'm putting my physical and mental well being aside for our listeners. That's what matters. I am. I was I was worried because you literally sent me a text that said just it said we record in fifty question mark. Just making sure I don't fall asleep. Sneezy face. Sneezy face. Emoji ther- with thermometer. thermometer. Yeah. No, first of all. I, I had to look for the emoji with the thermometer, so that tells you how much I wanted to communicate that I don't feel well. But I took a Theraflu. And how much you've never had to use yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's, it's not it's not it near my recent my recent emojis, which is good. I don't I don't get sick that often, which for somebody who who talks for a living is really important because I mean I, I originally yesterday we did a we had an epic, epic death match, which is, for those who don't know, we, we call it a death match. Yes, I know that sounds a little little inappropriate, but it's because we invented this format where you get a couple players just duking it out for hours and talking trash while they play. And uh, I'm I'm usually in those calls and moderating, and so it's a lot of talking for hours. And sometimes I get a slightly sore throat after I do long shows, right? Three or four hours of straight talking can happen to anybody. Um but mm-hmm. but yesterday it was started with a sore throat and it just got worse. So last night it was like fever and headache and today I woke up and I feel like explicitive. That's how I feel. Oh no. Oh no. You know and I, I, I we we've talked about this on the podcast before how speaking is hard. I mean not only just speaking in general but speaking for a long amount of time especially if you don't have a water close by or you don't have something to, you know, just help those vocal cords. It's like a, you know? you're basically a musician, you're a chess musician. Right. That's what you are. No, I mean it, it's true and, mm-hmm. and and a lot of jokes aside, I mean it's a I literally rely on my voice for a living, right? So it's um so I actually my office is full of like natural lozenges and all kinds of stuff if I ever feel like I need something. <laughs> I'm going to have to apologize in advance for our viewers. I am going to turn far away from the mic if I need to cough. I also have some echinacea tea here that I'm going to be slurping on. I'm going to be slurping. And, uh, but all that matters is that I'm here for our listeners, James. We did not cancel. Come, come fever or sore throat, we are here. And uh, this will be the only talking I'm doing today. After this, I'm heading right back downstairs to bed. So. Good. That is that what is about good. You? I'm glad let's, you're gonna let's forget about it. You've snub, had a busy snub. you've had a busy week. So tell everybody what's going on in the world of James Montemagno. Oh my goodness. It's kind of crazy. So yeah, so let me just tell you how I mean, after we got the bag back, which was very important. Right. I mean, by the way, going, did I, have good, I told you great. lately how much I love that story? I've told you lately how much I love you. But I want to remind you again that that story last week, that was maybe my favorite podcast we've done last week because of your story. That's how much I enjoyed Ever. that story. Was it the fate was it the favorite podcast that you recorded last week or the favorite podcast of all time from last week? No, my favorite podcast that we've ever recorded whilst doing this show together now for, for however long we've been doing it. Number it was one. number one. I, I, mean, I, like I, think I mean, that's good because if we, anybody's tuning in right now for the first time, they should stop and go back. I mean, it was honestly, James, like that was something out of a movie. So it was it was an amazing story last week. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just wanted you to know how appreciative I was of that story. Well, it's good because off of that story, this weekend, we decided to cut a short film together, um, Heather and about, I. About the mysterious disappearing bag? <laughs> exactly. No, we didn't do that. But how great would that have been? Oh, my God. Um, we thought about it, of the mysterious disappearing bag. But I, I actually retold the story to Heather, who experienced it live. So that's actually quite interesting because... She's like, all right, let me make sure that you get these details correct. So I ran down the story. Like, not only did I, I could have just hit play, but that wouldn't have been good enough. Because you need, what people don't understand, when I was telling that story, 
I was getting really into it. Like I was doing hand motions. I basically got up, ran around the room. I pretended that I was driving a car. Like it was a big deal to get this bag back. Um, so I recreated that for Heather just so she knew what was happening and she approved of the story. So she was really happy about it. Um, we thought about making a short movie, but we decided not to. And we decided to book last minute tickets to Hawaii because it's really terrible and miserable here in Seattle. I love that. I, sorry, I was, I didn't have a response. So I felt like the silence went so suddenly that I felt like you were expecting me to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always expecting you to respond. No, it's been, I know it's, it's hard. It's hard when Danny week. doesn't like, cut you off. There you go. I just cut you off. Right. So let's, let's be in our comfort zone where I cut you off. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah. When you cut me off, it gives me that warm, you know, fuzzy inside. Yeah, Danny's still mm, paying attention. Good, He's cut me off. Yeah. When I'm gone, I was like, did we lose connection? Is the Microsoft Wi-Fi not working? What's happening? Um, yeah, I don't know. We 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 had an interesting week because this 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 week going back in to 2018 was really weird. I'm interested to see how yours went, but let me tell you how mine went first. I woke up after we did the podcast recording, everything like right. that. I kind of felt lost a little yeah. bit. I felt like I didn't know what to do. I was like, "What am I? What am I?" Is it was doing? it partly because of the you bag? Know? I mean, the bag was lost, not you, but. Yeah, but the bag was back, right. so I felt like at least so that part of me was bag, no longer but you missing. Lost yourself in the process. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, uh, you know, you and I both know I have a tendency to make it deep and awkward. I, I told you that's my my spiritual Indian name. He who dances with awkward. But um, the <clears throat> no, but seriously, I, I've been there. I, I lose myself a lot. I mean, sometimes you know, I you wake up, you go, go, go. I do chess.com. I do all these things that I think are so important, and obviously I value, and I'm fortunate enough to kind of feel. To feel kind of a sense of whatever you want to say, purpose, fulfillment in what I do. Like, it's nice that it's not just a J-O-B. But every once in a while, you're like, why do I do what I do? Like, and plus, plus with four kids, dude. So what my week has been, I've had no time to think. I've been doing basketball practices every night. And, mm. you know, the junior high team right now is just super motivated to have a better year than last year. They're really pushing the kids and uh, Nash is on the team. So I'm... It's been that. It's been multiple matches. I mean, since the new year, we've done Carl Magnuson. I've done another death match. You know, we've had some other big events. So I would I would say that if I had the time to think and feel where I'm really at right now, maybe I would feel lost too. But I, I don't know. What, what, how, what was the conclusion at the end of that? Like, do you feel like you, was it an existential crisis or did you kind of come out of it? I think it's definitely a problem. And I still kind of feel it a little bit more, a little bit less this week, but still a little bit. And, you know, HVL and I, we had a pretty deep conversation about last night, but, you know, each of us are there for each other, right? In these situations. And I had to be real honest. I'm like, I just feel like I don't, I, I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing at work. I don't know what, what, what am I supposed to do? Like I'm getting all these emails, like, how do I respond to this? Like, how do I, how do I publish this podcast? Like, does Danny still love me? Like, I don't know, you know, um, how do I make coffee again? It's like, I've been gone. I've been, how do I do this? Right. Um, (laughs) and it's been a really strange week. I would say, and and I think some of it has to do with the weather. I'm not going to lie about it. Being in the Midwest was really a down, not a down, my family. That's a scientific like, I think that they have talked about that, people in long, cold winter. I mean, that's why Germany didn't win World War II, right? I mean, you just lose, lost so their, they lost outside. their sense of will, you know, in the in the epic mm-hmm. Russian winter of 1942, I think it was, right? I'm just, I literally made up a 1940s yeah. date, but I'm pretty sure it was 1942. Um, I believe you know, that's correct. <clears throat> so I, I hear you, and I've been there, and I agree. I think ultimately a lot of that stuff comes down to, like you said, you talk with HLO, you talk with Heather, right? Because I think that, 
like so much of this like other stuff honestly that we do is basically externally based right it's like you basically go home at night measuring the value of what you did in that day based on what you think you accomplished and and sometimes that's that's just like a drag and not real and i mean if we were going full buddhist in it it's like literally irrelevant what you did because the day is over right i mean so i think like sean and i talk about that a lot you know the difference between kind of being fulfilled versus happy a lot of people use the term i just want to be happy mm. but really happy is Happy is an externally based emotion, and it's based on circumstances working. So people can go up and down very quickly. Fulfilled is kind of an, an internal place that you're at. Like you feel good about your life. You're happy about your relationship. You do have a nice sense of, you know, you're, you're, you got a great job and stuff. I feel like there's like fulfillment can come from internal measurements of like saying, you know what? I feel like I'm doing good. And it's not really that relevant to me whether today was the best day of my life or not. Cause I think happiness, like I said, can be, can be very externally based if we're not careful. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think a lot of kind of coming back is like, I was very fulfilled with everything going on at work and I was very happy how everything was going. And then I was gone for a while and then coming back, it's been rainy, it's been gray. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm like, it also adds to the fact that like when you get home at night, you're like, it's rainy. I can't go out anymore. I can't even just go outside and walk. You know, I can't ride my bike, but it was, I did something. I did try to do something that picked me around. I did two things. I'm very excited. I, I have these in my show notes of things that I needed to talk about. Cause one thing that changed around was my friend Jesse said, Hey, you should come over finally and try out my Peloton bike. Okay. Do you know about this Peloton I think bike? That we talked about this a little bit. It's it's kind of like a whole experience, right? This isn't just for your average, hey, I like to bike kind of person, right? Didn't you mention this a while back? Yeah, I, so think, I think so. Go ahead. I think I may have. I may have. So what the Peloton bike is for listeners that don't know is it's, I'm a big into spin class. I love going to spin class, high energy, indoor spinning, et cetera, right? The Peloton bike is by a studio called Peloton. Right. And original, they original sell a name. bike and it has it original name and it has a huge tablet on it like a 22 inch android tablet and you can join live classes or go to any of the classes and you can do the spin classes at that's your house. why my buddy jesse yes, has now, one now i know for sure we talked over. about it you have told me mm -hmm. about this and that is amazing because yeah. it, it brings the the social experience of why people really go to the cycle classes right i mean the spin classes yeah now, I didn't get to do a live one because I did it at night, but he was telling me that when you do, so you can go on and you can just say, like, oh, I want the one from this morning and then redo it. And you have a whole leaderboard and you're going against people. And he goes, yeah, what's really cool is when you do the live classes, like they'll call out your name and like, they're like, if you're a repetitive person that comes over and over again, like they get to know you, which is like kind of interesting. It's honestly and amazing. It was pretty good. That's, am that's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. It was yeah, it was, it was an interesting, like the bike was good. The speakers, I would probably hook up like external speakers to really pump it, you know, but it was really funny because they had like a live DJ. They're like, all right, we're going to like do that. And we're going to have a live DJ that's like mixing the tracks. I'm like, this is very unnecessary. Right. But it was kind of cool. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was ridiculous. I mean, what's it was his name? Like DJ Spin? Yeah. DJ Cycle. Yo, it's DJ Spin Cycle, right? And then you're like, how long oh was the spin God. cycle? Was it like extra rinse and wash or was it delicates? You know, um, anyway, jokes aside, that sounds good. You know, honestly, you reminded me of another thing that I was feeling when I was feeling a little, I don't want to say depressed, but you get that kind of winter doldrums. Partly a lot of that is exercise. You know, I felt so good when I finally mm -hmm. got back into yeah. the CrossFit classes because I do, I do my own little CrossFit workouts when we're traveling and I, I like, I have this like four minute abs thing I do, which is about more than abs. It's just, it's good cardio and all this stuff, but it's never the same. And so when I got back to that first CrossFit class that just abused me, I just, I felt so happy about mm -hmm. it afterwards. It was so good. 
that's what I need. I think, I think that like that time when I did the Peloton, I was like, all right, cool. This is cool. Like half an hour. I got to like chat with Jesse. Like I do the Peloton. Like I was feeling pretty good. And I think I just need to keep doing that. Cause I think you're right. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is like, whether it's a 10 minute workout, a half an hour workout, it's literally getting my body moving. Right. Cause I can fill it with coffee all day, <laughs> right? I can just keep pumping. But that's not really give me the right fulfillment. It gives right. me a different kind of fulfillment, but right. it doesn't give me the fulfillment I need right. for a healthy body. And I think that's what I've been missing for a while. So it's interesting to hear you also yeah, say, you know, that I think it's in, funny because too, in, in our, the form of yours is, yeah. no, I agree. And in our culture, right. I mean, we talk. We we joked last week about the the made up aspect of Christmas that's all about Jesus's birthday. I'm not going to dive into that again, but the made up aspect of New Year's that's all about resolutions. And I think human beings create those forms of like measurement and time for. I mean, for good reason. And, but really, time was like something we invented, right? It has nothing to do with the weather. It has nothing to do with how we're actually feeling at the time. It's just whether or not you know this new date means something to us. And so it's like the New Year's is supposed to be. Maybe people think they're supposed to start 2018 off with like a huge bang, but sometimes like it's the winter and you haven't exercised too much. It's been the holidays, like your blood's not flowing. Maybe who knows what else? Like, I think sometimes people end up feeling, you know, that's why people get that sense of like rush at New Year's resolution. They exercise once or twice and then they never do it again, right? Because ultimately that's like, that's like using the date as an externally based motivator, not internally based that I know I need exercise because I'm a, I can say just to you, I mean, I'm I'm a better dad. I'm a better husband. I'm a better person when I'm exercising because I am I just like I need it and I need to exercise and I'm not saying that everybody has to do crazy crossfit. I'm just saying that I think that I've learned internally that that's what my biological clock needs. You know, and that that makes it different and it makes it so that even if I miss 3 weeks, there's zero question that I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back because I I've learned enough that I know I need to versus it being an externally based New Year's resolution, convincing myself and really internally, I'm not feeling it, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good, that's a crazy analogy that I, I didn't even think about. Like, I think to kind of talk about the conversation, like Hville and I had, it's, it, it was that, but I don't think I even, I think I'm having like an epiphany here of like, literally that is like, I think I'm a better person in general, like I'm a happier person. Like I'm more motivated. Like I feel yeah. better. Like not only my emotions, but my body feels good. Like not only just at work, but in real, like when I am actually like, those were the best times. And I think I just need to get back to it and, and make it happen. So I think I try to kickstart it this weekend by doing the Peloton. I need to actually do it. So hopefully this time next week or the week after you're going to be like, Oh, James is like hitting the gym. Like not even just the gym, right? It's it's doing a little video or doing going cycling, literally anything to move out. Yeah, and out, I think is is my I, goal. Even if even if sometimes you go through those stages where like ah, uh, I don't really want to go there. You can always justify work, whatever. Like I just what I was saying about being a better person. Like I maybe I don't notice it right away at work, but if I don't if I didn't exercise at some point, like I come home, like I'll just I'll be a little more irritable. I'll just notice that my patience isn't as high. It's just because my head is foggier, right? I didn't. I didn't push that adrenaline to the, I mean, sometimes it's really good to have that sort of release where you're, you know, your blood was flowing and you were sweating and all that stuff. So I think I just like over time have noticed that I'm a, I'm a less than ideal version of myself if I don't get that blood flowing moment. So I'm, I'm really glad that, I mean, I know it sounds like you had a rough existential week, but I'm, I'm really happy about this. This sounds good. And I, I'm, I want one of those bikes. I know I'm sure they're insanely expensive. I got to but that sounds like such a cool social experience because I have am not been you. I have not been a big spin class guy, but I've gone to a few and I've enjoyed every one I've gone to. Mm -hmm. So that might be something that I should think about in the future for me and me and the miss, the misses. 
Yeah, you should. And, and what's cool is that you can do like a family account. So you pay like 40 bucks a month to get access to everything. And you can add as many people. I don't know if it's as many, but like four or five people on the bike. So it's not just like a single use that you have to pay per user. It's like a family account type of thing. It was it really like cool. I was pretty model, impressed. Honestly. I was pretty impressed. I wonder how they're doing on a business yeah. level, but yeah. it sounds really cool. I think they're really? crushing it. I think I saw so many ads over the holidays. I mean, it was a good time to advertise, right. but I was like, they must be just pouring right. through advertisement money. Well... Cool, oh man cool. have you been following the ces stuff at all anything like ces that? obviously the fact that i don't know what it stands for probably means no <laughs> so there that's <laughs> so there's like th- two big big shows each okay. year i would say the the one that i know that i've gone to i've gone to both of these but the big like video game nerd one like that i love is the e3 okay so i know of e3 i know of south by southwest i know that's not video games but um mm-hmm. I know of E3, but I have not followed CES very much. If I was more into, uh, if I had a little more like social browsing, I, I do interact with communities that probably that would have come across um, my my plate this week. But I just was kind of in my own work world this week before I got sick. So go ahead, update us. Yeah, so CES, it's interesting because I think it's right up your alley. So CES always happens in January. It's the Consumer Electronics Show. Okay, got it. And this is this is the time of year in January where everyone's been all the big companies been saving up like all their whiz bang. Here's what I'm going to unleash on the world in 2018 or 2000 years from now. Crazy ideas like it's essentially all of these hopes and dreams that by the end of the year, nothing is really released and it crushes. Like I really want that blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's like, here's all the new TVs. Here's all this new technology. And I'm really surprised like uh, Intel showed this crazy new technology. Um, it's called like Live View, I think, or something. It's like Live View or something like that. And Intel is setting up like these cameras. They do this today on NFL fields. Like it's like it's like a hundred cameras on the field. You know, like when you're watching an NFL, like whatever show, right? Um, show a game, like and they have that weird zoom in three sixty. Like now we're perspective yeah, yeah. change. They're doing you know that what I'm more and more. Yeah. Yeah, so they're doing this in all the stadiums, and now what they're doing is they're adding more cameras, so you at home can put on a VR helmet okay and then you can walk around the field as if you're there in real time as the game is going and on top of that like what happens if one of them like runs you over thing where they have all- like what happens if a lineman sits on you <laughs> no <laughs> right well i mean you're not okay. there physically in in spirit but i mean it could it could that person the person could pass through right. your body but they ha- they have this other thing in part of this live view mode, it blew my mind when I saw it, where they can put your head, your vision inside of uh, the quarterback's vision. Because wow. there's those mini cameras there with the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all those. Yeah. Honestly, the v- some of the VR stuff is just getting crazy. Like, I, 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 you know, I wonder what the future is of that as far as. Uh, there's this movie coming out that's like all about this VR. Like, you know, it's like Player One Go or something. I saw a preview for it. Um, with ready, ready player, player one. one yeah there you go um yeah the vr stuff is i like how you just destroyed my favorite book of all time did i by really the way. <laughs> it's not your favorite yeah. book of all time come on alexander hamilton's biography it is, is. My, it is uh no <laughs> besides alexander okay. hamilton's uh well i'm sorry I did, uh, I, ready player one is, is okay, an amazing i, I, I want to read it i bet i like it. it the preview looked kind of cool and i mean i got no no issues with uh, Go Player Alpha Zero, um, but I uh, n- now I'm going to okay, be here, forever okay, making fun of it. Before you continue, <laughs> before you continue, the, the, the book itself, one of my favorite books of all time. That trailer, literally, after the first five seconds, none of that okay, is in. So the you're book. already upset. Like none of it. 
I'm a little, I, every time I watch the trailer, I shake my head in disgust. But that said, now the book itself, which is one of my favorite books of all times, because I don't read very many books. So it's like only the third or fourth book right. that I've ever read in my life. I read some books, right. but not fully. That book is awesome because it does take place in this futuristic dystopia in Columbus, Ohio, not Cleveland, but Columbus, where a lot of the world has moved into this digital space, which is actually is kind of funny. We're talking about CES with all this crazy and madness going on. But essentially, people have these visors, they go to class online, or in, in this virtual world, like a lot of the ecosystem of banking and all this stuff, you are a, an avatar essentially in the digital space. And they have these haptic suits. So they put on like a haptic glove, and they can interact and feel what you're feeling in the digital world. Um, and and what essentially happens in the book, no spoiler alerts, because this is literally what the book is about, is like the founder, who cre- the creator of this um, place... Um, passes away and he essentially has a challenge that says if you can find this xyz thingy or whatever you can you will own them own it essentially so like they go out looking for it. that's why like a lot of the movie um um propaganda if you will the trailers and stuff all have these chase yeah, yeah. scenes and people suiting up and looks like it's all crazy and then for the movie steven spielberg went crazy i don't know he's lost his mind and he has like all these crazy um um, anime and, um, you know, CG characters that are all not in the right. book at all. Like there's, um, <laughs> um, Freddy Krueger or whatever. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Well, no, or whatever. Anyways, that's, that's, that's the movie. Now continue it to why you hate VR. So Go ahead. I, I don't know that I hate VR. What I was saying is I, I feel, I think like a lot of human beings, like I'm just curious where we're headed. Right. I mean, obviously if you ask people of previous generations and you told them that, I mean, imagine talking to somebody in let's say like around the time of the revolutionary war with our boy hamilton right i mean like if you told them like at some point you would be sending Mm -hmm. invisible messages instantly across the world through the airways like they would think you were a magician they probably would have burned you at the stake at salem okay (laughs) i mean they would have like like yes and maybe not but also there's just some things that if you think about what we already do right we literally do that we send messages instantly like invisible messages that are encrypted and decrypted and just it's just crazy what vr could do and and you know you look at science fiction but it's it's like closer to science fact when you start telling me stories about this football thing and i don't i don't know how much i like it honestly i i personally like with kids and whatever maybe my view is a little crazy and i sound a little conservative in this way but i i I consider myself a pretty progressive person like but it's just it's just crazy to me. Like I just don't know what that's going to be capable of doing, and and what what it will be used for. So it's fascinating to see the development of that. And by the way, Chess.com gets reached out to by VR companies pretty regularly, and yeah. we're not going to be the ones to first dabble in that market because they try to convince us that how cool it would be if you could play a VR chess game and looking up you see Magnus Carlsen sitting across from you. Like they want to have a combination of AI with <laughs> VR. You play you play Magnus, right? You get to be at a turn. Like they've people have got all these ideas, but it's not something that you know we would be the first ones to kind of dive into. Like let's see if someone could prove the market. I personally think there's a lot more exciting things to do with virtual reality than chess. But maybe I'm in the uh, minority there, so anyway, it, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm. I've been pretty vocal about my VR mixed reality um, stance. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not into it. Just not. Not into it. And it's. It's also really early. So I think that's the thing. Is eventually when things are really integrated and feel like they're really thought out and feels integrated into my lifestyle of 
on a daily basis, I think it'll make a lot more sense. But for me, like, I'm just not really, I don't want to strap on this helmet and I'm not really into yeah. glasses. You know, I'm not, it's not, well, I guess we're in the same boat. Not my I, thing. I don't want to buy extra more, hardware. I figured I would be the more kind of pious sounding conservative guy there. But yeah, it's a scary thing. And I think, you know, when it, especially as it gets to the point where it just really, we already could argue that technology and social media with all of its perks and the things it's done to change the landscape of humanity has had a lot of negative effects as far as, you know, disconnecting people and, 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 uh, you know, like a whole generation of people that would never steal from a store, but have no problem pirating things because they just don't feel the empathy that you normally would have. And like, it's a whole, it's a systemic issue, right? And when you talk with VR, like, when does it really just start replacing people's relationships and, and people just become totally obsessed, like you said, and live, live in this world? So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it may be, maybe like, wh- but what are the pros? Like, it's like if someone wants to explain to me the pros of, of like cloning right and like and like genome stuff like i think there's a lot of you know there's there's still risk reward there when you start talking about playing god so to speak and depending on where people sit they would be more conservative and more liberal about it but but regardless of that i think that you could argue there's clear ways to argue like pros for humanity as far as like genetic manipulation as far as you know fighting diseases and what we might be able to do uh, regardless of like the immortal conversation when it comes to virtual reality like other than it's like a video game that could like take over people's lives like i just don't see a pro of me being able to avoid reality to live in cyberspace am i am i missing the pro of virtual reality um you can do it in your pajamas <laughs> I don't I'm, you know I'm recording I mean, this I, in my pajamas, so you know. I, I, yeah, that's true. I guess if you the only the really the, with the, the the NFL thing, right? Like I'm not huge into NFL, I'm more into soccer. But if I think like that's a cool experience at least because it's something that you can't do in the real world. Like you can't. You're probably not going to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback. I mean, no one wants to be, but you know, you're probably not going to be right. right? And I think. That's kind of like you can go on a roller coaster, you can play this game on a TV, you can play chess, right? But you probably can't be a quarterback. I mean, you could actually go outside and throw a football, yes, but you're not going to go onto a professional NFL well, field I and mean, do you it. Know, back in high school, so that's kind of a cool experience, mile, I guess. Back in high school, were you a back professional? I could throw a football. I could throw player. a pigskin a quarter mile right over that mountain. Um, yeah, so no, I, I hear you. You're right. Yeah. I was just making a joke. I mean, I, I could have been in the NFL, but okay. Besides me, you're saying everybody else can't just go be a quarterback. I get it. Did you play, no, did you play not. football in high school? <laughs> I never let my kids play. Oh. I just, you know, I have an arm like uh, rich Gannon. Okay. I mean, I can, hmm. it's, um, mm-hmm. people have said like, Hey, what you doing with that arm and chest? You're wasting it. People have said that to me. So <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> No, they did not. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> did you what did you did, did you play? No, I played what, basketball. Besides and chess, what Those else did sports, you play? Basketball and baseball. And football. Oh. Football is not my favorite. I mean, football is the biggest game apparently in America, and I I guess I do enjoy watching some games, but I I don't know. I I tend to be a little more conservative there too. Like I'm, you know, not a huge fan of all the CTE stuff and, you know, all the concussion stuff and I I don't know. It's interesting. I wonder where football will be at in 15 years, but it's um obviously it's a very complex and enjoyable game to watch. It is exciting and I don't think anybody can just be a quarterback, so I, I agree with you. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. It's, it's it's surprising to you because to hear you kind of talk about that, but also to talk about your apparent love for basketball and baseball. I didn't know this because when I go home, and by home, I mean down right. to Arizona, to right. your home, and the, the you know where we play literally every Thanksgiving that I've been, which is like two, we've played football. Every time I go out to um, 
to yeah, East, yeah, East Mesa or whatever. Phoenix, right? um, East Phoenix. Well, it, yeah. partly I think East that's a Mesa, seasonal. We play the it's a seasonal yeah. thing, and and the kids like football. Mm. Nash is mad at me and Sean on a regular basis, but because we're not going to let him play football. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Like it's just not. And I love him, but like you know, he's you know, I'm a I'm just shy of six feet. You know, I you know about one eighty five. Like I'm. Like, you're not going to be winning the genetic lottery, Nash. Like, you're not going to be in a position to withstand that. And I just, like, I know that, of course, there are people, great wide receivers and, and court, whatever. But I just, I'm just not into it. So, uh, we do play football because the kids like it. And it ends up being a seasonal thing. I think also kids, kids like to play what they see on TV. So, you know, we do a ton of baseball over the summer because they always want to play catch. And... We're doing basketball right now. Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I even heard a lot of athletes that have been to the highest level in their particular athletic craft, guys like Steve Nash, who've said like, you know, it's really, really not, they don't really like the fact that they start pushing kids at such an early age to only do one sport. And, and it leads to a lot of sports specific, like in, injuries and muscle breakdowns because they don't roll with the seasons anymore. They, all they do is one thing over and over They're on the hardwood floor all year long and it changes things. So I, we just kind of go with the season. So that's why, that's why football is played. We play two hand touch or whatever, but it's not, it's not like we're doing that because the kids are going pro, you know? Have you ever seen Steve Nash? With oh yeah, a soccer no, he's ball? like um, it's he's like um, whatever you want to call it. He's a he's a wizard with that thing. You know, his brother played yeah, like in a, the Canadian Football League. He's or amazing. Something. Pele. Yeah, his brother oh, Martin really? Nash. I'm pretty no sure was like a semi-pro or maybe professional football uh, soccer player. So that that is a legit thing in that family. Yeah. Can I ask you a personal question? Uh, always, we're recording something for thousands of people. <laughs> Are you ever upset that you didn't go down your professional baseball or basketball career and became a chess international master? I mean, first of all, I'm not, I just don't have the, no, it doesn't, the reality or let's say the disconnect from reality to think that, I mean, I really enjoyed playing. And there was a time when I was like pretty good. Like, you know, if you're talking like YMCA rec basketball, I was one of the better players there, but it's like, I played with you know, my, my brother on my, uh, well, my, my stepbrother on my, cause my parents were divorced when I was very little. I, my, my older brother, older stepbrother, Dallas actually played division one basketball and a cousin on that side related to Dallas by blood, not me, um, also played uh division one and then played in Europe. And so at like just shy of six feet, I'm like the shortest guy in the family by a lot. And I've played defense and offense Got with it. those guys when like just touching them hurts. Like, like the way like Dallas would like move the ball through, like when you like turn and face with the ball, like a basketball term and like, like set somebody up and you're like to like even reach on them like hurts because they're so strong. And when Dallas was here, actually in the middle of one of the division one breaks, I played with him in kind of a men's rec league where Terrell Suggs played, who's a professional football player, went to ASU and eventually the Baltimore Ravens. Um, He was in this league and there were uh, Vernon Davis. I don't know if you know that is. He was a 49ers uh, tight end. Um, But so we like I would work out with Dallas and some of these athletes because he's my brother and we go hang out like it's not even close to something that I think is was a reality. In addition to that, um, I mean, I made it pretty far in chess, I guess. Right. And though I I thought you were going to ask, do I have regrets of not going farther in chess? And that's, you know, a different question because it was I wouldn't say I have regrets. I've had a different path from being a you know, a child prodigy who thought he was going to be playing for the world championship, like any like super talented chess kid does. But then eventually, you know, you go a different path. And now I, now I do chess commentary. So, I, you know, whatever. I don't know. Can I ask you another God, personal question? Yep. Do you ever, do you ever regret not going all the <laughs> way to Grandmaster? <laughs> right? I mean, I'm so lucky to like be like 
kind of like one of the first people that does what I do. Chess commentary is a thing. Dude, I don't know if you saw the match yesterday. So we did commentary for this match between Bartholomew and Trent, a couple of international masters. And chess.com put up a couple thousand bucks in a prize fund for them to play and talk trash and have fun. And I'm there doing mm-hmm. commentary. But we've now, you know, when we do events like that, that are all about the other players, chess.com is not trying to make money. We're happy to host it and get the viewership redo. Like our goals are are sort of on a bigger monetary level, right? We just, we want to grow the chess community. And that's chess.com's goal. Because ultimately, we think more people playing chess means more people wanting to learn chess. And so, so we're, we're, I'm saying that not out of BS. I'm saying it's really true. Like we don't make any money on that. Like we want to give it all the players. So we opened up a donation bar for anybody on Twitch who wanted to donate to increase the prize fund. And chess.com was matching things and there was money going to charity. And we raised $2,100 just from people donating in tips yesterday. Like people would donate $200 wow. here, $100 there, a dollar. But there were literally thousands of people opening up their pocketbook to give $5 to, I think the highest donation was just over $200 to these guys playing Blitz Chess and acting like idiots. It was so cool. Like I just never thought that would be possible. Awesome. And so they ended up making you know, a few thousand bucks and it was cool. That's so cool. I like that. I think that, uh, I think that when you see those types of events, people coming together, I mean, it's cool to watch and do stuff, but also, yeah, it's like, Hey, you know, we're also going to some charity here, give back, you know, if you like what you see, we can do more of this too. And, And by, by seeing that not only people are watching it, but people are engaged, you get to really see kind of the outcome of doing that. I think that's really cool. And then who knows, right? It, like the when you go and do the charity stuff and, and people go maybe not only just learn about the charity too, I think that's a big benefit too is I've often done things for uh, charities. I was building a bunch of applications last year and into this year, but I didn't even know like a existed. lot of these charities and right. nonprofits existed. Yeah, it's it's amazing. There's these people out there doing just absolutely amazing things. Not that I regret what I do at all because I love what I do and I wish that I could do more. Um um, in the world of charity, but it's like, I can take my skill today. It's like, what can chess.com do? What right. can Danny international master extraordinaire <laughs> chess commentator, can he do to actually it's help out cool. more, uh, more people in the world? Well, and you we can did. take We're his donating skills. a thousand yeah, bucks to, I think it's going to be that's a cool. cancer, uh, research or cancer or some sort of specific, uh, that's what both of them, both John and Lawrence, who've had people in their lives affected by cancer who wanted to donate to that, which is really cool. We've, you know, we've donated things from chess.com to entities as big as like the Red Cross to really small and specific ones. I, I personally like giving to something really small and specific that does a niche thing because you just feel like you're making a direct impact in that thing where, you know, when you deal with the bureaucracy of something like Red Cross, who knows what and where and why and, and how and all that stuff. So, but it, it's it's still just cool to give back regardless of where it goes from there. So, no, it is. It was cool. It's cool. Yeah. I like that. All right, buddy. Well, you are super sick. I don't want to keep you too long. Is there anything else on the top of your mind that you would just need to get off and you're like, oh, I've been just dying to no, tell Moxie. No, I mean, just, just, just love this. And, <laughs> yeah, I am sorry that I'm... <laughs> I'm. Uh, no, not at all. No, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm not... Uh, not not in the best of shapes today, but uh, you know, next week I promise to have more exciting stuff to bring to the table. Um, even if I have to completely make it up, <laughs> I want to leave okay. with a cliffhanger for all, right. all of our listeners because I'm a big fan of a grand story of how I've reinvented my beard, beard care, care for my beard. I I my do want to hear care. this. Um, as somebody who lacks the ability to grow any kind of quality facial hair, I am forever stuck <laughs> at the level of the confused Caucasian teenager where you're like, is that kid 15? Is he 11? Like, is that a mustache? What is that, right? That's my facial hair. Um, but I would do want to hear this. It's pretty great. 
I'm going to leave it on a cliffhanger. And next week, well, when you come back for another Coffee House Blunders, because you've obviously subscribed in your fi- favorite podcast application, you've left a five star review on Apple Apple Podcasts, you've told a friend of how awesome we are and how much Danny loves and is amazing at chess <laughs> commentation. commentation. Um, I will leave a face like the. That was the best. <laughs> is that what it's called? It, it, I think that chess might be the name of the episode. Chess commentation. That's 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 not chess a word. commentation. And I will put a, a picture of my face and my beard as the backdrop next it. week. I so will. tune in for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. All right, buddy. I, go I get will. some sleep. Go we'll feel better. Okay. All right. All right. I love you. All right. Bye.